Hello everyone and welcome back to the Coast to Coasties podcast. Today's episode, I'll be covering all the ways you can become an officer in the Coast Guard. Now, the reason why I'm making this episode is because there's a whole bunch of different ways to get into the officer corps for the Coast Guard. And they're different than most other services paths in some regards because of some of the uniqueness that the Coast Guard offers in terms of ways to become an officer. So I'm going to cover all the different avenues you can take to become an officer in the Coast Guard and join the officer corps. Now, I'm going to start by saying there are a couple main reasons and factors that someone could have for wanting to become an officer in the Coast Guard, but I'll list three that are really big and substantial, quite frequented topics. So the first question you need to answer when you are thinking about becoming an officer in the Coast Guard is, why do I want to be an officer in the Coast Guard? Now, there's a whole litany of individual reasons and responses that people can come up with for this. However, I'll cover three main topics that seem to frequent quite often. The first one, of course, is finances, money, pay-wise. It's a very nice and sound-paying job. Uh, To be an officer in the Coast Guard, it pays really well, and you also retain most of the benefits and allowances that the enlisted personnel do with the addition of an increased pay boost for the number of years that you have in service. So, for instance, if you enlist in the Coast Guard and start out as a non-rate, as compared to starting out as an ensign in the Coast Guard, there's a significant pay difference uh, over $1,000 per month. So that could be a very motivating factor for why a lot of people want to join the officer corps instead of the enlisted corps. The second reason then is... Simply, some jobs are only for officers. If you want to go and fly one of the rescue helicopters that the rescue swimmers get deployed in, like you see in the movie The Guardian, in order to be able to fly one of those helicopters and be the pilot of that helicopter, you have to be an officer. And likewise, if you want to fly a fixed-wing plane in the Coast Guard, you have to be an officer in order to do that. On some of the other fronts, rather than just the aviation side, If you want to be a lawyer in the Coast Guard, the lawyers are officers. Dental workers in the Coast Guard are also officers. So they have all these skills and traits within the Coast Guard that you wouldn't honestly think were in the Coast Guard. I didn't personally know dentists were an officer rate in the Coast Guard until I joined the Coast Guard. But there's a whole bunch of different jobs that are just officer positions. And for instance, if you wanted to become a marine casualty investigator. That's an officer position. So they have a lot of really cool, unique jobs that the enlisted corps do not have as rates or none of the rates cover within their positions. So if you want to do one of those specialized jobs and still serve in the Coast Guard, that's your opportunity to be able to do so is to join the officer corps. And then the last reason why a lot of people become officers is... Because they want to take on that extra responsibility and leadership that comes with being an officer. A lot of people work best and thrive best in a situation where they're put in charge of a lot of people, leaders of a lot of people in a particular unit or station or wherever you're leading from the Coast Guard. You're going to have people that work for you as an officer. It's like you're a manager at a civilian company. You're managing a lot of people doing a lot of personal relations type stuff. And a lot of people like that added stress and responsibility in terms of building their leadership and founding 
in growing as an individual, as being put in these high-stress leadership environments really tests a person's skills. And it allows them to grow them and foster them in a great learning environment working for the Coast Guard. So a lot of developing leaders, leaders who want to take on these responsibilities, embrace the challenge of becoming an officer because that's what they want. And they want to advance themselves as a person. And they want to bring their full skill set and potential to benefit the Coast Guard and the people who serve in the Coast Guard. And so all these reasons, and there's many more reasons, these aren't the only reasons, but given these reasons, a foundation of an obvious answer of why you want to join the Coast Guard is made. A lot of people might come up with only one or two of these. They might come up with 10 reasons for why they want to become an officer in the Coast Guard. But that's a very personal decision, and it's up to you to decide. I personally, I love the fact that the Coast Guard has all these specialized jobs that you wouldn't even think would be jobs that the Coast Guard would cover, such as, like I said earlier, like the aviation pilots and dental officers and marine casualty investigators that are only accessible to the officer corps. And so a lot of people strive because they are, have already degrees and specialties in these fields and they want to offer their services to serve their country in the coast guard while working in a great work environment with great people and it's a no-brainer why so many people are trying to become an officer in the coast guard and why selection is so competitive so the reason for me making this podcast is to show you all the different ways and avenues you can potentially become a coast guard officer to maximize your chances if this is the career that you want to take I also hope to give plenty of insight based on officers I've met and talked to and the process I've gone through in trying to apply to become an officer to this point. And hopefully for those people who are thinking about if they want to become an officer, this will help clarify some of those thoughts as compared to other career options you may have on the table. So let's start with covering a couple of the different ways that you can become an officer in the Coast Guard. I'm going to start with the youngest exposure you can have in terms of getting a Coast Guard officer experience. When you are a junior in high school going into your senior year, the United States Coast Guard Academy, which is the academy for the Coast Guard that produces officers after a four-year degree, gives the opportunity to high schoolers when they're junior entering their senior year to go into the AIM program, which is the Academy Introduction Mission. It's a one-week program where you can apply to to see if the academy is something that you'd be interested in and if it's right for you. It's going to challenge and push you, but you get a complete flavor of experience for what the Coast Guard Academy is like. And as a junior in high school, not many people know what they want to do for a career. So it's a nice way to test the waters to see if some of the Coast Guard missions line up with your values and if the type of work is something you'd be interested in doing for a career. Because in that one-week course, you get a ton of flavor as to what the academy would be like. And following into that AIM program assessment is you can also apply your senior year of high school to go to the Coast Guard Academy. Now, the Coast Guard Academy, like I mentioned earlier, is the college for producing Coast Guard officers for the fleet. And what the academy offers is... A four-year transitional experience from becoming a kid who graduated high school into a responsible leader of an adult who's going to lead other Coasties in the fleet. 
and there's a huge learning curve that you had to pick up at four years of the academy. There is a lot in this comprehensive program. The officers I've spoken to that have gone through this academy, they say it's a very accelerated program because literally you're going from base step one. You started the academy with a pretty tough summer program, which almost acts as like your academy boot camp for joining the Coast Guard Academy. And you go through four years of regimented school and environment to become produced as this Coast Guard officer. Now, it opens up a ton of avenues to you when you graduate the academy because they have they have a ton of degrees you can choose from there in terms of what you want to specialize your learning in. And when you graduate the academy, you have options to become an afloat officer, prevention officer, response officer. And I'll get into details about what each of these types of officers do later in the episode. But the Coast Guard Academy is your earliest chance of exposure because it's a route to becoming an officer out of high school. Now, there is one other way to start your Coast Guard officer process coming out of high school, and that's the Coast Guard Sea Spy program, which is a program almost like an ROTC, not exactly quite like an ROTC. What they do is they fund you tuition to go to your school and then complete your education with an agreement of obligation of service as a Coast Guard officer after completion of your degree that the Coast Guard helped pay for. So it's your way of paying back the Coast Guard is your years of service, but you're also still working for the Coast Guard. Of course, it's a full-time job. So you are still receiving full pay in the fleet as a sailor afterwards. So you just have to do your service commitment to the Coast Guard for them helping pay for your college. Now, the Sea Spy program requires you to do 16 hours a month, roughly, of Coast Guard-related activities. That includes wearing a uniform once a week while you're on your college campus. And during your four hours a week of Coast Guard duties, you will have four hours a week of Coast Guard duties. So it's not just that the Coast Guard is going to sponsor you to go to school and you come out and become an officer. You do have duties while you're in school. So that is something to keep in mind that you'll be working at a reservist duty station. You could potentially be working at an air station, small boat station, a sector. You could be working anywhere to assist the Coast Guard in the Sea Spy program. So that's a very important thing to remember when accepting that C-SPY scholarship opportunity is that there is a heavy commitment and there's a lot of stuff that you are going to have to do whilst in the C-SPY program. The next ways I'm going to discuss are avenues you can become a Coast Guard officer with completion of a bachelor's degree that did not involve going to the Coast Guard Academy. So now there's two distinct ways of doing this. One of them is called the direct commission program in which You directly become an officer, so you get commissioned as an officer and immediately start working as an ensign, not going through boot camp, not going through any 17-week officer candidate school program. You directly become an officer. You have five weeks of schooling at the Coast Guard Academy in which they teach you leadership development skills and help you transition into the Coast Guard. And the benefit of this route is that direct commission programs tend to be those niche positions that the Coast Guard can't train you in, but they need these people at the same time. So you have a specialized skill set the Coast Guard wants from you, and you're able to provide them that skill set in exchange. They're going to give you a direct commission, and you're going to be an immediate-made officer in the Coast Guard with a special role. So some special roles would include being a cyber officer for counterintelligence 
networking. They have IT officers, dental officers. They have lawyers, investigators. They have a whole litany of fields. But the way to apply to this is you have to go through a recruiter station still. Now you talk to your recruiter, you tell them I want to do a direct commission program. The way to sign up for that direct commission program is your recruiter has to verify that your degree matches one of the specialties that can be direct commission. So for instance, I want to be a lawyer in the Coast Guard. That matches up because the Coast Guard has a direct commission lawyer program. So your recruiter would tell you, yes, you can be a lawyer in the Coast Guard, you can apply for the direct commission program. Very, very competitive programs to apply for as there's not a lot of slots available for direct commission. Each cycle is about six months in terms of application to finding out if you were accepted. So it's a long process as well. But if you stay the course and stay committed, keep applying if you don't get in, you'll increase your chances because you're putting in more packages to be reviewed by the officer panels that will review them. How it works is your recruiters will ask you likely to get your college transcripts, get some letters of recommendation, write a personal narrative letter, give them a resume, and give them support and award documents that you can all put together in what's called a package that you submit to an officer panel that convenes, like I said, once every six months. And that panel will select people for each of the direct commission rates, so not just lawyers for a panel, but they'll select some lawyers, some dental officers, they'll select some doctors, they'll select some aviators, and so on and so forth for all these different direct commission programs to become officers in the Coast Guard. Once they make those selections, they'll publish the selections and you'll see if you were an officer. If you are an officer, congratulations to you. You will likely get orders very soon and prepare to go to your five-week schooling before starting out as an ensign or possibly even a higher rank of lieutenant junior grade or lieutenant, depending on what your specialty is in that field. So it's a nice avenue to learn a specialized skill and then apply that skill into the Coast Guard as the Coast Guard needs your specialties. The other way of becoming an officer with a college degree is applying to the OCSR school or Officer Candidate Reserve School. This doesn't mean you're going to be a reservist. What it means is you're getting a reserve commission if you get accepted into this program. And why that's important to distinguish is because a reserve commission means that if you do become a reserve officer in the Coast Guard, you will have to advance within two promotion cycles. In other words, you can't get passed up for promotion twice once you're eligible for promotion or else you'll be let go from the service as your commission will end as under the commission contract, it is a sign that you will advance amongst two promotion cycles. You won't get passed up twice or else your commission ends. That's what the reserve tag is on that commission. Anyone with a four-year bachelor's degree can apply to the OCSR program. And it's a similar application as to what the direct commission officer packet is. The difference is that you're not being hired into the Coast Guard for your specialty skills. You're coming into the Coast Guard with a college degree. That's why you're able to be an officer. But you're not signing up because of your skill degree that you earned. It's because you have a college degree in general. So you will go through the 17-week OCS program 
and become a Coast Guard officer capable of serving in whatever role you're needed in to support the mission of the Coast Guard. That could be one of several fields. I discussed earlier prevention, response, afloat, aviation, search and rescue. There's a number of different areas you could be placed in depending on where they need you. The officer candidate school route is also very competitive as you need to have very high you need to have very high regarded letters of recommendation, an outstanding resume, great narrative written up, and even then a lot of great candidates don't get picked up simply because of how many outstanding applicants the Coast Guard gets every cycle. It's very tough to narrow down their selections. So once again, if you don't get accepted, it's good to keep applying and state that you're still applying again on your next application because the more times you apply to the program, the better chance you have of getting accepted into one of these batches, which is, again, a heavy feat to be able to get into the program itself because these positions are so highly covered as a lot of people want to become Coast Guard officers. So you got to find ways to make your application package stand out if you want to go this route. The final ways I'm going to discuss involve already being a member of the Coast Guard as an enlisted member or being a member of another military service, whether that be enlisted or officer of that service. So I'm going to start with being a military member of another service. You can either do the direct commission route of being a prior trained military officer. I don't have too much knowledge as to how this process goes, but I am aware that if you were an officer in, say, the Air Force or the Navy or the Army, you can direct commission transfer over into being a Coast Guard officer, bringing your skill set that you developed in your prior military career into the Coast Guard. You can also be enlisted in another branch of service and apply to the officer school, similar to how an enlisted member in the Coast Guard would apply to the officer school. So I'm going to cover exactly how an enlisted member would do this as my next subject, which is called OCST. That's different from OCSR now. I want to clarify that Petty Officer 3rd Class and non-rates in the Coast Guard can apply for OCSR if they have a college degree exactly the way that a civilian would. And, you know, being a member of the Coast Guard already and having that Coast Guard experience and being in the family increases your chances significantly of being picked up by the Officer Candidate School Reserve Program as the majority of those people tend to get accepted already being in the Coast Guard, not being civilians. Some civilians do get accepted, but it's mainly already people in the Coast Guard in those positions. However, there's a second type of OCS program that if you're a second-class petty officer, which is an E5 in the military or higher ranking, you can apply to OCST. Now, what OCST stands for is Officer Candidate School Temporary. So you sign a temporary commission. Why this is so significant and different is for two reasons. One, if you don't hit that obligation of getting promoted within your uh, two promotion cycles, you are not just let go by the Coast Guard. As you have a number of years already invested in the Coast Guard in your prior enlisted career, you became the officer, you're getting close to retirement at this point, and they're not just going to let you go. So what they're going to do 
is on that temporary commission, they allow you to return to whatever rate and rank you were enlisted if you aren't picked up by those officer promotions within the time frame that is required of you to continue serving as an officer. The other benefit of going OCST is you become an officer ensign, but you get a special pay grade called Officer Enlisted 1. That means that you were prior enlisted, now an officer, so you aren't paid the standard ensign rate. You're paid a substantially higher rate given the number of years of service you already have taken into account. There's a significant pay increase compared to just being an ensign because you're in a previous enlisted ensign. So the pay increase is huge going the OCST route as well. So that's another big benefit to going to OCST. There's several requirements to get into this avenue. You need to have completed a four-year bachelor's degree, which by this point the Coast Guard likely has paid for most of it because you can take advantage of tuition assistance programs within the Coast Guard, which is a really, really good way of getting a free degree through the Coast Guard. And you also need to have at least four years of service and be an E-5 petty officer within the Coast Guard. So if you meet all those requirements, you can apply for OCST almost the exact same way that you would apply for OCSR, except remember it's an OCST instead of R, and you get those different benefits to you if you get accepted. It's still a very competitive program. However, you're only competing against other Coasties in the same situation that you are, where they're E5 or above, second class petty officer, and they have earned their college degree, and they're competing against you for an OCST commission, just like you are competing for an OCST commission. So it's all within the Coast Guard. So it's a much narrower pool of people, but a very dedicated pool of people, which makes it also very, very competitive as well. And finally, the route that takes the longest to become an officer, but involves a very rewarding career, is the Warrant to Lieutenant program. You have the opportunity to become a Warrant Officer if you achieve the rank of Echo 6, first class petty officer or higher. So chief, senior chief, you can also apply to be a warrant officer in the Coast Guard. With the warrant officer, you have your own unique in between the enlisted and the officer because you're basically an enlisted officer as you have a very specialized skill set after a career of enlisted service in the Coast Guard that transitioned you into becoming a warrant officer. But what I'm talking about when I mentioned the Warrant to Lieutenant program is that once you are a Chief Warrant Officer 3, that's the rank of Warrant Officer 3 in the Coast Guard, you can go from Chief Warrant Officer 3 to Lieutenant in the Coast Guard, which is a direct transition over to being a Lieutenant in the Coast Guard from Warrant. And you are officially a Lieutenant in the officer corps. Now, I'm not too familiar with how this process works either. However, I do know that you will almost be treated like the OCST would in terms that you have a higher pay grade than a standard lieutenant would as you would have had all these enlisted years of experience. You'd be officer enlisted three as lieutenant is the third rank of the officer corps in the Coast Guard. I know I covered a lot of ways that you can become an officer in the Coast Guard. However, the Coast Guard offers all these opportunities, so that means there's a whole bunch of chances you have. If you want to make it happen, you can make it happen. 
Like I said several times in this podcast, it's not easy to become an officer in the Coast Guard. It's very competitive. So I'm going to leave this show with some advice on how I would approach it if I were you interested in becoming an officer in the Coast Guard to make myself stand out from a very competitive, highly motivated and driven crowd of people who also want to become officers. Most application processes are going to involve an interview board with three Coast Guard officers that you sit down with and you tell them why you want to become a Coast Guard officer. So prepping for the interview, I would work very hard on writing down and developing my leadership philosophy and a couple core character traits, like a couple core values as a leader that you have and present those to the officers when you have the opportunity to take that interview board with them so they know who you are, what you stand for, and they have a good basis to go off with with you. Also in the interview, be yourself. They want to hear you talk like you're a normal person, not some scripted robot. So just have a conversation with them. Act like you're an officer already. That's what they want to hear from someone who's a potential officer in the Coast Guard, someone who's going to act like an officer would. So just be yourself, go in there with a calm mind, and have a great conversation with them. On the application process, don't laud your own personal successes and achievements. State your personal successes and achievements and how that benefited a group of people that you led as a whole. Because in the Coast Guard, we're a team, we're a family. Everyone is essential to get the mission done. How did you lift the team and bring them to success using your leadership skills is what they're going to want to hear on your application process. Not, this is what I did. I did this. I did that. I did this. That's just boasting and bragging about yourself. They want to hear, this is what I did, and this is how it benefited us as a whole to succeed. This is how I motivated our team to get the job done as a unit. Stuff like that will go a long way in terms of making your application better. And my final piece of advice would be, if you are seriously dedicated about joining the Coast Guard to become an officer, don't wait to become an officer. Enlist in the Coast Guard. Choose a career that interests you as an enlisted personnel. And while you're in the Coast Guard, continue developing your leadership skills, your knowledge, and your fundamentals about the Coast Guard, and continue applying for your officer program year after year. You have every six months that you can apply to any program that you're interested in. They're not going anywhere. They're still going to be there. So just keep applying until one time you get picked up. And then you have all these years of experience already in the Coast Guard that you can bring as a valuable leader and improve on what you have seen as an enlisted member in the Coast Guard to further make a better leader in yourself and a better Coast Guard as a whole, which is exactly what they were looking for in leaders. I hope this podcast helped prospective people in terms of all the ways you can apply to become a Coast Guard officer because some of these are lesser known than others and a lot of people don't know all the avenues they have available to them. So I just wanted to provide a comprehensive overview on all the different ways you can become an officer and ways that you can make your package better in terms of applying to your respective officer program. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I look forward to seeing you next time on the Coast to Coasties podcast. Mm -hmm.